Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen of Hamelin. Certainly wishes we do once a week. We come out and we declare God's word. We preach the wonderful message of the Bible. The Bible does begin with bad news. It does begin with the news that all have sinned. And there when God made man in the Garden of Eden, a beautiful place, man sinned against Almighty God. And the Bible says that our sins, not only Adam's sins, but our sins have separated us from Almighty God. And the Bible does tell us that it is appointed unto man once to die, but after that, the judgment. There is coming a day when God will judge the world, the Bible says, in righteousness by the man that he has appointed, even the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God the Son. The Bible says God was manifest in the flesh. God appeared in the flesh. The world has just celebrated the time that it calls Christmas. We have the two words there, Christ, and then sadly people believe in a mass, but indeed Christ came into the world. Christ came into the world to save sinners. Jesus Christ came into this world. He who was born of the Virgin, the Holy Spirit, of the shadow of Mary, and she conceived that which is very God in the womb for one reason, to reconcile God's people to himself. God has a people in this world, the people that will come and repent of their sins and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are God's people. They are sinners like the rest. I want to take a verse from the Gospel, or rather the Epistle of James, and chapter 4, and these words, there is one lawgiver who is able to save and able to destroy. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. That lawgiver is the Lord Jesus Christ. He was there, we are told in the Psalms, at Mount Sinai. When the law of God was given, he gave the law. And that same law given is the very judge of all men, and he was able to save, we read, and able to destroy. And then the verse goes on to tell us, Go to now, ye that say, today and tomorrow, we will go into such and such a city, and continue there a year, and buy, and sell, and get gain. Whereas we know not what will be on the morrow, or tomorrow. For what is your life? It is but a vapor, that appeareth even for a little time, then it vanisheth it away. James says, what is your life? It is even as a vapor. And he reminds us that there is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. James says, your life is but a vapor. We are on the precipice of a new year, 
2024. And there are people in this world that will not see a new year. The people who are going to die tomorrow and the next day, we've got a few days until the new, day, new year dawns upon us. And James tells us not to boast on tomorrow. Many people are preparing to celebrate New Year's Day and New Year's Eve. But friends, the Bible tells us we don't know what a day brings forward. We continue, sorry, the wind is very strong today. We don't know what a day brings forward, friends. What is your life, James says? It is but a vapor. We're here today and we're gone tomorrow. Moses in that old psalm, probably the oldest psalm in all of the Bible, tells us if our years be three score years, that's sixty years, or they be three score and ten or four score years, what are our years? They labor in sorrow, and soon we're cut off and we fly away. James says here, your life. Like my life, it is but a vapor. He says, go through. Say this. Do not say, tomorrow we're going to such and such a city. Continue there for a year. Buy and sell and get going. Maybe you have plans, my friends, for the next month. Or maybe even the next day. We don't know what a day brings forth. I ask you a question. Have you prepared for tomorrow, let alone next year? You may not see a year. A man is a fool who does not prepare for eternity. We would say a man is a fool who does not prepare and set his house in order for a day. But you have a whole eternity, my friend, to think about. Your life, what is it, is, is but a vapor. We're here on the, again as I say, the precipice of the new year, 2024. And as I said, many people will not live to see the year 2024. It could be people walking up and down in this high street, and, uh, well, you don't know, you have an illness, and you could be taken away. You could be killed in a car accident. could be some fatality. It's a serious thing. Do you not know? Your life is uncertain. Can you guarantee me that you're going to be around for another day? Nobody can. For a year. Throughout the course of my life, short life, I've known people throughout every decade of my life to pass this world, people I'd never expected. And here we are preparing for another year. A year of uncharted waters. Time is uncertain. Health is never a certain thing. We can have good health one day, and the next day it is taken from us. And we're reminded here to not boast on tomorrow. And we're reminded here there is able there is one that is able to save and able to destroy. I want to speak, first of all, about the one who is able to save. 
Jesus Christ will save, first of all, let me say, every one of his people in this world. And the Bible says that God is able to save to the uttermost all that come to him by Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is called the Savior, because he lived the life, my friend, that none of us have ever lived. He came to live a substitutionary life. He lived perfectly under God's law. This is how we all should have lived. Bible says in him there was no sin. Bible says he was holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. You realize, my friends, sin separates a man from God. Bible says the wages of sin is death. Why? Because God is holy, he cannot tolerate, he cannot countenance any sin. And we have all sinned. I have sinned. We have all sinned against Almighty God. And you may joke about it, you may find it funny, it's not funny. When you go to the graveside and you see your loved ones buried and suffering and dying, you don't laugh. It's a terrible thing. Sin is an awful thing. The Bible says wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. You have a never dying soul, my friend. That's why people are troubled when we speak about sin, because they know deep inside they're sinners, and we like to think that nothing happens after death. Like this man crying out here that nothing happens after death. Well, it's interesting, you know. I've taken many funerals in my life, and uh, people that have never darkened the door of the church want to speak about how their loved one is now somehow in heaven and enjoying the presence of God. But all their lifetime they were atheists. My friend, there's no atheist of death. A death a man meets with his creator. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 12, verse 7, that the Spirit goes to be with God who gave it. The Bible tells us that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. We like to think, or most people like to think, that there is no judgment. Why? Because it's easier to think that. It's, it's much easier. You can live, as it were, with all your guilt and a guilty conscience, and you don't have to face the facts. The friends, facts are facts. We've all sinned against God. And the Bible says there is one that is able to save and able to destroy also. The Lord Jesus saves sinners. The Bible says, none are righteous. But the Lord Jesus said, all that come to him, he will in no wise cast out. He receives sinners, but they must come as sinners. And they must come confessing their sin and owning their sin. You know, you can't have the Lord Jesus as your Savior and hold on to your sin. The Lord Jesus Christ, when he calls a man to follow him, that person, first of all, has to acknowledge and confess their sin. 
and forsake it. And they're able to, by the power of Christ, they turn away from sin and the life of sin and they find newness of life. You know, it's a terrible thing. I remember for many years to be a person who was not saved and to really go headlong into this world. There's no direction. The Bible becomes a wonderful guidebook for the believer. You know, the Bible guides us through the ways of life and it guides us away from sin. And it gives us, through Jesus Christ, happiness and contentment of life. When the Lord Jesus Christ saves, he doesn't just save from the consequences of sin, but he saves to a life, a new life. He said, I am come to give them abundant life. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ does. He gives a wonderful new life. He gives a new heart with new direction, with new understanding. And when we become a Christian, we start to see things for really what they are. This world, we start to see it as a sinking ship. I mean, honestly, look at your possessions. You can't take them with you, my friend. You can't take the things of this life with you. And yet I see people given over to their possessions. Their possessions own them. And uh, they become slaves to their possessions. People become slaves to fashion. Slaves to other people. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ spoke about spiritual slavery. How man is born in a spiritual slavery. Slavery to this world, to its fads, to its fashions, to its thinking. But the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And the person that is saved doesn't boast unto Mary. He knows God can take him to Mary. And if he takes him to Mary, he goes to be with God forever. To be a Christian is a wonderful thing. It's to be set free from, as it were, the bandage and the fear of death. My friends, a Christian does not fear death because he knows, or she knows, where they're going when they die. They go to be with God. Paul says, which is far better. Peace with God, everlasting life. Yes, we enjoy life now, but God is in control for the Christian. The man on the street who does not know God, he thinks he's in control, but he can't control his life. Can you really control your life? Can you really determine your destiny? Can you make yourself live a day longer, a year longer, a week longer? You can't. But for the Christian, he surrendered his complete life to God. God is saving him every day from sin, from trouble, and he trusts God every day. My friend, that is a wonderful life to be set free from sin and to serve the living God and to know that if God were to take you today or tomorrow, you would be with God. This is why James says, and he says to Christians, don't boast and tomorrow. There are many Christians, sadly, that even talk madly. 
And I must remind you, if you're a Christian out here today, we've got to think right. We've got to think and understand from God's perspective. He plans everything. He ordains everything. And he determines everything. And we leave everything in God's hands, as it were. But if you're lost, if you're not saved, you think you can keep your life. The Lord Jesus said, if a man keeps his life, he will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, he says he will find it. Let me ask you the question, as you go on into this new year, 2024, do you have God in your life? Do you have the Savior? Do you have peace with God through the Lord Jesus? Are you forgiven of your sins? Do you have eternal life? I see many people who are very aggressive toward the truth. And you know the Bible says, the Lord Jesus says, for every idle word that men utter, they shall be judged for it. It's a solemn thing, my friends, to fall into the hands of the living God. Don't boast on tomorrow. James says there is one that is able to save and one that is able to destroy. And what is that destruction? It is separation from God. All that is good, all that is life, all that is orderly. When we speak about destruction in the Bible, it's not, as it were, annihilation. The word really used has to do with something deteriorating. Hell will be a terrible place because a man will be no hope for him. Lost. No direction. No comfort. No peace. And no escape. For those who know God now, he is saving them and he will save them to take them to glory in this life, and then the, thereafter. Do you have peace? Maybe you were given many gifts over Christmas, over this period. But you know the greatest gift is the Lord Jesus. Because he gives eternal life, and he gives real life now. And he gives hope for the future. My friend, the only real hope is to have God in your life and to have assurance that it is well with your soul, that your sins have been forgiven, that you're right with God and that you have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. The only way of peace is through Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. We're all sinners. And under God's law, we're all condemned. But one stood condemned in the place of his people, and that is the Lord Jesus. And that's why they call themselves Christians, because they're, as it were, under his blood. And they're under that forgiveness of God that is only through the Lord Jesus. The Bible tells us that there is no other name under heaven given amongst men whereby we must be saved. 
And I remind you what James says here, there is one that is able to save and one that is able to destroy. You save sinners, not people that think that they're good. They feel they have no need of the physician of souls. My friend, you and I, as we go into a new year, we go with a guilty record. But the Christian doesn't. The Christian has believed upon Christ. Christ, we're told, was once uttered to bear the sins of many. There upon the cross, Jesus Christ died for the sins of all of his people. And they will all come. And they will all repent. And they will believe upon him. My friends, it's a precious thing to be a Christian and to die as a saved person. But I'll tell you what, it's a woeful thing to die without the Lord and to die without forgiveness of your sins. Jesus Christ will bring his people. You feel yourself to be guilty. Good. If not, my friend, I ask you to go and have a very close examination of your life. Because the Bible says if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We have not just sinned against other people, but against Almighty God that has given us life and health and all things to enjoy in this life. But have we, and of God, do we have peace with God through his Son? You're either trying to save yourself, or you have a Savior. And I would ask you that question today. Do you have a Savior? There is no other Savior in the world but Jesus Christ. A man can't save himself. You can't pay for your sins. But Jesus Christ paid for the sins of all of his people. And they have peace with God. They come and they repent and they believe upon him. And he gives them eternal life. And I close with these words again. James says, don't boast on tomorrow. For you know not what a day brings forth. You may not see the year 2024. You may not see it out, but you will certainly see God. I can promise you that. The soul that dies either goes to be in the eternal presence with God as a saved person or not, but they will certainly all meet God one day. Everyone here will come face to face with their Creator. This is why the Bible says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth. While you have life, the Bible tells you and tells me to seek the Lord while he may be found. Turn to him, says the Bible, while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his deeds and the Lord will have mercy. For God says, my ways are not your ways.
Salvation, my friend, is about mercy. It's about forgiveness. It's not about earning your way to God. You could never do it. Only the Lord Jesus has earned heaven, and he gives it as a free gift to all whom he calls and brings to repentance. He came to save his sheep. He said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Are you one of his sheep here today? You feel lost. You sense your sin, your unworthiness. Well, such Jesus Christ came to save sinners, my friend, not good people, great and unworthy sinners. It is the gift of God. May God bless his word. We would invite you to our services this coming Lord's Day, Sunday, 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. We meet on the corner of Lower Road and Red Lion Lane. And we're very glad to see you. My friend and I here out here today, and we're handing out tracts. Please do take one, and we'd love to see you this coming Sunday in the morning at 10.30 a.m. or 6 p.m. in the evening. Well, thank you for listening. Please do come and give your soul no rest till you have sought the Lord with all your heart.